Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Paul Paps here, and this is great news. The Dan Pat Show podcast is now brought to you by White Castles. I grew up on the south side of Chicago, and we loved White Castles growing up. My dad used to bring them home. We used to go to my uncle's hockey games, and we'd stop by White Castle on the way home and wolf those down. It was fantastic. From their original and cheese sliders to other meat options, including chicken, turkey, sausage, and the veggie options of black bean and veggie sliders, you get the same great taste you've come to expect from the restaurants at home in just about 60 seconds. Yeah, you can have them at home. No grocery shopping trip is complete without hitting the freezer aisle and grabbing some of our favorite White Castle sliders. Have them at home. Give them to your kids. If you can't be near a store, you can have them at home. Get a coupon today at www.whitecastle.com slash Dan. That's whitecastle.com slash Dan. Then pick up White Castle sliders in freezer aisles nationwide. You can't always be near a White Castle. You can't always drive there. But 24 hours a day, you could have them in your freezer. Keep them at home. Anytime you're hungry, you don't think, oh, man, remember the old days when Dad used to take me to White Castle? You can just fire them up. Whitecastle.com slash Dan. White Castle, easy to heat, fun to eat. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave, this is Dan Patrick. Yes, we're still here. Hour one, Thursday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. McLovin joining us via Skype, being at home with his two daughters. Fritzy's here, Seton's here, Paulie, and yours truly. And the boys in the back taking care of the uh, broadcast part of this. TV, YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. And also our 362 radio affiliates around the country and part of the Fox Sports Radio lineup. If you'd like to get in touch with the program, we'll have a play of the day, stat of the day, poll question, all of that coming up. And uh, you can email, tweet, you can also dial us up. Today was supposed to be one of the better days on the sports calendar, opening day of the NCAA tournament. And typically, many of us are making up creative excuses on how to get out of work. Unfortunately, we don't need excuses today. Unfortunately, we don't have any basketball games to watch. So it's kind of a strange day. We've all had years where you have a high seed, gets tripped up early, and no worse feeling than having your bracket blown up day one. You go back two years ago in the 16th seed, uh, UMBC, Maryland, Baltimore County, knocked out Virginia. Of course, the real money is won later in the tournament, but we overreact on day one and day two. But seeing all those games is still the best, and uh, we'll miss those in uh, these strange times that we're trying to get through. But uh, think back on all the great tournament action opening days that we've had in the past, and then look ahead to the games coming back real soon. And I think we all have those memories of there was a game that you watched, there was a player that you watched. And this is really, with the advent of one and done, you had a chance to get to know some players when it got to the tournament. And, of course, they would be gone. The great ones would. But you had some players like Obi Toppin at Dayton this year. This, this could have been his coming out party. And he might be the best player, uh, you know, in college basketball this past year. He's on the short list there. You had some really interesting stories. San Diego State was in there. Dayton was in there. Some teams that aren't normally up there. And Kansas, the Blue Bloods were there. We didn't know how good Duke was or Kentucky. Some of the ones you expect. North Carolina not good this year. Syracuse wasn't making the tournament. And it was, as we like to say every year, wide open. But when you have those first four days of the tournament where you have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then you come up for air, and then you look at your bracket and you go, I got one region that's still intact. Everything else is in tatters. But always some great memories there of uh, March Madness. This program is brought to you by True Car. 
True Car shoppers save an average of over $3,500 off MSRP. See what other people paid for the vehicle you want with the new True Car. Buy smarter, drive happier. All right, McLovin, got a poll question for us today? Okay, this is a poly special. Would you rather attend or actually watch the first day of the NCAA tournament or the Super Bowl? So if you had to miss one, which one would you fear missing the most? I can do without the Super Bowl. Nice. I I mean, I I love the Super Bowl, but I don't know. There's something about uh, Thursday and Friday with just that frenetic pace. You know, you start at noon and it goes to after midnight, both of those days. Uh, yeah. I, I would take the first two days. Do I get the whole weekend? You get the first four days of the NCAA oh, yeah. tournament. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll take the first four days over the Super Bowl. Yeah, for But it sounds like even if it was the first two days, you're still yeah, all in on March I might. I might. Uh, why are you shaking your head, McLovin? So you're just not going to watch the Super Bowl? Well, wait. You just said I can watch one. I got No, pick. no, no. You can't see it. You can't even watch it. Okay. I'll survive. Can I listen to it? <laughs> I, can, I can listen to it on radio, right? Uh, you can listen to the second half. Uh, okay. No, I'd still, I'd take March Madness. I'd take those first four days. I, I, I just, there's nothing like that, that feeling when you're watching and you're going, you know, somebody is on the ropes and then you flip over and, you know, this chance for a big upset or you're going, who is this guy? Yes. Yeah, Even just the planning of like figuring out where all the games are on now and like which ones you're going to watch and at what time and then all right, where am I going to eat because I've got this Villanova game that I want to watch, but oh. then I got to figure out food and whatever else. I love all that stuff. Plus you cram. And I was really good at cramming for an exam in college. And that's what I think most of us do when it comes to filling out our brackets. You're going, I have no idea how good <laughs> Northern Iowa is. But you're convinced the guard play. There. Oh, yes. Just, uh, these, yes. These two are going to go on a run. Yeah. Yeah, veteran guard play, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I always love that. You know, guys, when the analysts would try to BS their way through, you know, they didn't know much about a team. But, I'm, you know, they got good guard play. Uh, they're well coached. Uh, they play hard. Yeah, Paul. You're the scrappy NC State team, Dan. they got to get it down to their bigs if they're going to get to the next round. That's the only way you can do it. Uh, what other poll questions do you have, McLevin? And we've lost McLevin. Is that his heartbeat? <laughs> like he's fired yeah. up. Is he getting a uh, ultrasound now or whatever? <laughs> yeah, McLovin, you can hear us. <laughs> That's all right. We can't hear you. I, I want to stick with that last poll question, though, because you coming right out of the gate today saying you'd rather not watch the Super Bowl is pure fire. Well, <laughs> it, it's not that I would not want to watch it. I would just rather watch the first four days of the tournament. Maybe because we don't have the tournament this year. Maybe maybe because of that, then you go, okay, I'm going to miss this. Yeah, Paul. The results could be skewed, obviously, because we're doing it right now. We've yeah. done this before, but like the Super Bowl, it, it's a crapshoot. It, I would say every other Super Bowl is great. And then you have a, a Rams-Patriots Super Bowl where if you told me I would have missed that, I would have been fine. Nothing happened. That's like one of largely the most forgettable Super Bowl of all time was that Rams-Patriots. I know. It's just stunk. Yeah, there was nothing that really stood out. I think there was one play by Gronk, and 
the play that the Rams didn't make with uh, Brandon Cook. It's like, oh, the Patriots are okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. see you tomorrow. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah, Fritzy. When you say you're cramming for the brackets, you don't take little mental notes, at least when Seth Davis or Clark Kellogg or any of those guys are talking and breaking I don't know down. what they're talking about. Or are you more influenced to do the opposite? They, of just, what they just throw stuff out. When's the last time those guys won their bracket challenge? It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, you just want to get enough. You, you need to know a little bit about a lot when it comes to filling out your brackets. And because there's always going to be one team that you go, where did George Mason come from? Northern Iowa, where'd they come from? There's, you know, Butler surprised us and then didn't surprise us the following year. Gonzaga used to surprise people, which I always loved that people were like, yeah, Gonzaga, I think they're pretty good. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think so. Because I'd always have Gonzaga going far because Gonzaga would always surprise people because you never watched a regular season game with them. Yeah, Paul. Going back to Butler, remember that shot Gordon Hayward had? Yeah. Uh, half quarter banked out? Yeah. And that would have been the greatest moment in NCAA tournament history. Everyone gives it to Leitner. But if Gordon Hayward nails that one to beat Duke from half court, it blows everything else out of the water. I was watching the uh, I Hate Christian Leitner documentary, the 30 for 30 last night. And that is... I think the greatest college basketball game ever played because of all the drama that went into that Leitner should have been thrown out of that game. The scrappy Kentucky players, the fact that, you know, they hit a big shot and I think it was Sean Woods who hits the big shot. And then they set up the dramatic play for Leitner. That's not even for the national championship. If that was for the national title, it would be no question. The greatest college basketball game of all time. But if, if you look at how that, I mean, 104-103 overtime, and Leitner played a perfect game, except for stepping on Timberlake. He played a perfect game. He was 10 for 10 from the floor, 10 for 10 from the line, and hit the game-winning shot, hit 31 points. And you're just watching that, and you're going, oh, my God. And you got two legends there. You got Patino coaching against Coach K., I don't know what would be the second greatest basketball game of all time. I do know that UCLA against Houston in the Astrodome brought college basketball into prime time. That's a different era. It was Kareem against Elvin Hayes. They did have the rematch. Um, I did cry that night when UCLA lost, and then they had the uh, rematch in the the, uh, tournament, and I think it was 101-69 to UCLA beat Houston. But uh, one of two games that uh, Lou Alcindor lost. But that that might be the other game on there. Now, you can throw in Villanova in Georgetown. But I always tell people, go back to what happened during the regular season. Villanova was a really good team and a seasoned team. And I think they lost by a couple of points. They lost by less than 10 points both times to Georgetown. I think they lost by, you know, maybe six points. So, to me, it wasn't a shock. They, they played a great game, but that's a team that won 24 games. You know, you didn't expect Harold Jensen to have a perfect night, but they played the perfect game. But if you're thinking about the greatest college basketball game of all time, Duke against Kentucky, I'll, I'll match that up against anybody. Yeah, Paul. Remember we had Grant Hill on about seven or eight years ago to talk about that game, and he's the one who threw the baseball pass into Leitner. Yeah. And he remember Grant Hill goes, why is it called the pass? Why is it called the shot? He goes, that, that pass is like 60, 60 feet on the money. I think the pass is harder than the shot because if you look at the shot, Leitner had enough time 
to actually spin one way and turn around. And you had John Pelfrey guarding him. Kind of. Yeah. And, you know, Leitner had enough time to catch, turn, turn back, and then hit the jumper. Getting that pass to him, I thought that was a little bit tougher. Um, James in Iowa joins us early. Hi, James. What do you have for me? Hey, Dan. Good morning. Love the show as always. Hey, so this year, obviously, because of the way the tournament is not being played, some buddies of mine and I, we decided that instead of just going with who's the best team, you know, from whatever year, we decided to go with all-time best plays. And we're trying to see them, and we're trying to come up with some more ideas. You know, we've got, like, the last-second shot, Houston, uh, NC State over Houston. We've got Jordan's shot with North Carolina. Um, so, we just, so we're trying to come up with a few more ideas, and we're wondering if you and the fellas might have some suggestions for us. Well, you have Leitner. You have Bryce Drew when Valpo beat Mississippi. Um, I don't know. We'll give it some thought here. I'm sure the audience will help out as well. Thank you, James. Yes, Tom. Wasn't there some big Tyus Edney UCLA yeah. shot many years ago? That yeah. was kind of big. Yeah. That was uh, Jim Herrick's Bruins. They won the uh, national title. Yeah, that was a big one. Yeah, Paul. One guy that probably won't get lost in history, but remember Shabazz Napier when he was at UConn, yeah. the way he carried that team? And he went on to play in the NBA. He's bounced around. He's done really nothing. But for that one month, you know, he had that run that was just unbelievable. Well, LeBron was watching and said, hey, I want that guy on the team. And I think, did the Cavs draft him and then LeBron left? Something like that. It was He wanted Shabazz Napier on the team. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. We'll check in with the Chicago Bears. Former Bears wide receiver Tom Waddle will join us because the Chicago Bears have traded for Nick Foles. Have they officially moved on from Mitchell Trubisky Jr. the third? And you bring in Nick Foles. The reason why Nick Foles' name was not brought up in trade talks was nobody thought that you could trade that contract that was so bad that Jacksonville signed him to, but... Lo and behold, the Chicago Bears say, yeah, we'll bring him in. So you move up in the draft to take Mitchell Trubisky, and now you take this contract off the Jacksonville Jaguars' hands. Couldn't you have just gotten Andy Dalton a lot cheaper, and you don't have a stupid contract there? Man, man. Bears, you know what? The Bears better play some damn good defense this year, because if they don't, and uh, this isn't going to go well. You're going to lose Trubisky. You'll move on from him. And then you'll have Nick Foles for one more year. But uh, Cam Newton is still on the market. Jameis Winston still on the market. And Andy Dalton still on the market. The report yesterday was the Chargers are going to stay with Tyrod Taylor and probably draft a quarterback. I agree with that. Because I don't think anybody is an upgrade if I bring in Jameis, Cam, or Andy Dalton is that much of an upgrade, if any, over Tyrod Taylor. And you can draft a quarterback, and if you can, if you want to move up and make a splash, go up and try to get Tua. But, you know, the Chargers missed out on Brady. I like this, that the report was, you know, this wasn't about money with Brady. Well, when you're asking for $30 million, it sort of is about money. Just saying, you know, you can't go, not about money, but Tom wanted $30 million each for two years. He wanted to have a say in some of the personnel decisions there. But then you hear the report, hey, uh, he didn't want to play on the West Coast. 
So if the Chargers came up to $35 million and said you can be a part of the process here, would he have gone there? I don't know. It's like everything's sort of falling in place, and then everything is logical here, and it's not about the money, and, you know, he wants to go with uh, Bruce Arians. And another thing, he hasn't signed his contract, but, you know, he's got to take a physical. And then you got to figure out the logistics here of how do you get from – Point A to point B, or do we send people to uh, give you a physical here? Yeah, see. I like that the input into personnel things keeps that Antonio Brown yeah. rumor alive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it feels like that's real, that that Tom wants to help out Antonio Brown for some reason. Uh, does he want to help out Josh Gordon? Because uh, Josh Gordon says he wants to play in 2020. Josh Gordon's been suspended six times, says he wants to play again in 2020. Now with the new CBA, it would have been zero times. I know. I know. I guess. Are you allowed to do whatever you want? Are they even testing for PEDs in the NFL anymore? Because it feels like, you know, there's no drug testing. Are they testing for HGH and PED? Let's go. Wild West. <laughs> 80s. Well, I don't I don't think it's 70s. I don't think any fans are going to have a problem with, you know, if, if they decided not to test for PEDs. Like, we all feel like, man, if I played that game, I'd be using whatever they'd give me. HGH? Sure. Hook me up to an IV. I'm ready to go. All right, so we'll check check in with Tom Waddle, who uh, is a former Bears wide receiver and uh, great radio host, ESPN 1000 in Chicago. Get his thoughts on this. The commissioner of the NBA has some playoff options for his league. I heard from somebody yesterday in the know about possibilities here once the uh, – Playoffs start with the NBA of uh, maybe shortening a series in the opening round to three games. And maybe the second round is five games. And then the next will be seven games after that. But imagine the tension. You know, can you come back and play five games? Each team gets five games. And then you go into the playoffs. So there's some scenarios we'll hear from the commissioner coming up a little bit. Your phone calls. I got a lot of people who want to uh, come up with the best college tournament play of all time chris jenkins from villanova is a big one that's a big shot when you have one that wins the title that's that's the big one and we've had a few of those jordan's was i mean it it wasn't it was a 15 foot jumper uh i mean he did take it early in the shot clock where you're going mike and then of course you had the fred brown situation at the other end but mike didn't uh he got the opening took it and ended up winning the uh, title there. 18 after the hour. We'll see if we can reconnect with McLovin. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back, check in with the logic behind what the Chicago Bears just did. And finally, Jacksonville made a smart move. And it's been a long time since I've been able to say that. 19 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Bet Online still has hundreds of places to wager. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, all open 24 hours a day and all online. If you're into entertainment, 
you can still bet on American Idol, the elections, the spelling bee, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Be sure to use promo code PODCAST1 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online with your full access wagering solution. I think we've settled on a poll question here. If you had to miss one, first four days of the NCAA tournament or the Super Bowl, which one would you pick? We'll check in with the Chicago Bears, who surprised a lot of folks yesterday, and uh, they brought in Nick Foles. We'll talk to Tom Waddle here in a moment. Brandon in South Carolina. Hey, Brandon, how are you? Hey, Dan, how you doing? Good, sir. Good. Um, I wanted to weigh in on two things. This game of college basketball history is the Six overtime game between UConn and Syracuse. Yeah, that was a great, great, great game. Yep. And uh, one of the best shots ever is Martin Chalmers winning the national championship over the Memphis Tigers. All right. Those are both really good. I still think Duke, Kentucky, Christian Leitner is the greatest game I ever saw because Kentucky had no business taking them into overtime, even hanging with them. You had Jamal Mashburn and a bunch of guys who were not going to play in the NBA, Rick Pitino going against Mike Krzyzewski. Leitner, the fact that he should have been thrown out of that game, and he played he played the perfect game. He made every shot, including the one that you know had them advance in the Eastern Regional. All right, more phone calls coming up here. Let's get to Tom Waddle, the uh, former Chicago Bear wide receiver and a co-host of Waddle and Sylvie, 2 to 6 on ESPN 1000 in Chicago. Good morning, Tom. How are you? I'm doing well, Dan. How are you guys? Hope everyone is safe and healthy. If I said you could watch one of these, the Super Bowl or the first four days of March Madness, what would you take? Super Bowl. I'm a football guy. Now, I I like basketball. Don't get me wrong, but, uh, you know, football's in my blood. All right. What did you want the Bears to do? Before they brought in Nick Foles, what did you want them to do this season? Um, Interesting. I wanted them to upgrade a lot of spots on their offense. They were – pretty pitiful in a lot of areas. Uh, they were 29th in yards per game. They were 29th in points per game. They didn't run the football. I, I wanted them to secure their offensive line. I wanted to get them to, to make a significant upgrade at tight end. Uh, but certainly, it all circles back to the quarterback. And I wanted them to find somebody that can, with a defense as, as elite as this one is, help lead them to the promised land. And with a familiarity with Nick Foles, with, with Matt Nagy, and the rest of the new coaches that he's he's put together, I think that uh, obviously familiarity was was high on their list with Nick. You like this move? I do. I think they're upgrade. I, I think it's an upgrade. Look, I, I'm not suggesting that Nick Foles is going to be the reincarnation of you know Aaron Rodgers five six years ago, but Nick Foles is a Dan. I think Nick Foles is a professional quarterback especially in this offense that he knows like the back of his hand, he knows where the football is supposed to go. Now, will it always get there? Maybe not, but he understands the offense and he understands how to read defenses and he understands how to go through his progressions. And would, you know, it sounds awful, but I'm not so sure that, that Mitch was really in the same category. I don't know that he possesses all of that. Um, in comparison to Nick, but Nick's a veteran and, as I said, has experience in this offense. So what's Mitchell Trubisky's future in Chicago? Um, I may be in the minority, but I don't think it's, I, I don't think it's a very stable one. Uh, Dan, I don't think you give up a fourth-round pick and $21 million guaranteed when, A, you don't have a ton of draft currency, and, B, you have some tight salary cap situations. 
so to give up what they gave up for Nick Foles, I may be crazy, but I don't think you give up a fourth, pay him $21 million guaranteed, and bring him to Chicago and sit him behind a young quarterback who has struggled and a quarterback that I don't believe the coach believes in. That seems to be foolish to me. How did they whiff on Trubisky? And and not only whiff, they moved up to whiff on him and moved up and decided to pass on Watson and Mahomes. Uh, it's the question that has left a ton of Bear fans, including myself, pacing my house at this time, banging my head against walls, <laughs> and one that I, I really can't, uh, I can't come to a solid conclusion on. Look, I get that. You could have missed on Mahomes. Um, obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs didn't, and they were they were sold from day one. But how do you miss on Deshaun Watson, who was the best player in the country on the biggest stage under the brightest lights against virtually a professional defense that he faced in, in Alabama, and he excelled the way he did? I don't know. I mean, listen, I, I'm, I, I've prefaced everything I've said over the course of the last three years is I don't want to feel like I'm bashing Mitch because I know Mitch is a, a wonderful kid who is a hard worker and he's a great teammate, but he hasn't been a very good quarterback and we're in the business of winning games. I don't know, Dan. I, I They must have fallen in love with what they saw in his 13-game career in, in North Carolina, and, and it just – it's a – it's an answer that I can't find a good one for, or a question I can't find a good answer for. But you've been around these GMs and these coaches. They love the unknown. They love the potential for something. And I've always said, I don't care about a pro day. I don't care about the combine. Put on the tape. That's why when people yeah. were discounting Teddy Bridgewater, oh, he had a horrible pro day. Put on the tape and tell me how tough he is. And the same with Deshaun Watson. I think that the Bears probably looked at Deshaun Watson and goes, okay, well, we know that's his ceiling probably, and he did pretty well. But look at this guy over here. You know, he's only played 13 games. Like This is what we get – this is how we get into trouble with maybe Baker Mayfield, with Dwayne Haskins. It's these one-year wonders where we go, look at that. And then you go, oh, my God. I mean, even Joe Burrow the previous year was pedestrian-like. And then he had the unbelievable one season. Uh, so I think it's these GMs, they talk themselves in and out of things, and I think that's what the Bears did. Yeah, I agree with you. And I, and I think a lot, there are some people in town that have given Ryan a ton of credit for his conviction. Well, I'd trade conviction for competence every day of the week. So, look, I think if you're going to go with a guy who only had one year in college – at least go with a guy that won the, the Heisman Trophy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, I can understand Kyler Murray. You pick Kyler Murray because the one season that he did play, he was outstanding. I get it for some of these guys. And, again, I, 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 I'm going to have to go to confession because I feel awful all the time by saying bad things about <laughs> men. But, but look, he, you know, he, he had a nice year with, with North Carolina in the one year that he played. I just don't know how you fall in love with that and you move up and give up draft currency to making the second overall pick when you had Deshaun Watson I know. sitting there. I, I just, know. I mean, it, I'm baffled. Former Bears wide receiver Tom Waddle joining us on the program. If I gave you the Buccaneers or the Bears more wins this year? Wow. Um, I actually think the Bucks are going to be a wild-card team, and I think the Bears are also going to be a wild-card team. So now I have to decide which one has the better record. I'm going to suggest to you that the Chicago Bears will have the mm. 
left her record. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I like what Tampa's done, you know, and my first thought was, why? Because I thought Tom was going back to New England because that it was the best decision for both. But, look, everyone's talking about Mike Evans. Mike Evans is a hell of a player. Chris Godwin's a hell of a receiver as well. I mean, you've got something. The one thing I'm concerned about with Tampa is, is they gave up 45 sacks last year. Yep. But they also, I think, threw the football more than anyone else. And, and I don't think you'll have the same situation with Tom. He'll get the ball out quickly. I think it was a defensive play significantly better in the second half of the season than they did in the first half. And I think they were, what, 7-9? and nine? And a lot of those, those, those losses were by a smaller margin. And I think you remove some of the mistakes with turnovers that Jameis was guilty of, and, and I think you've got a chance there. So, um, yeah, Carolina is going to be rebuilding some. The Falcons are a roller coaster. The Saints are the, the, obviously the strength of that division. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win Nine or ten games this year. Yeah, I think they. I thought they were going to be a playoff team, even if they didn't get Brady. If you put Teddy Bridgewater in there, because yeah. look at all the turnovers. You know that that that's killed that team. And well, I, you get somebody who can take care of the football. You got a good defense, and you can make some plays with those wide receivers. You got two good tight ends. Uh, I just I thought that they were on the verge of, of being a playoff team. I agree with you, and and sometimes the best route is, and I'm sure Bruce Arians has said this to to several of his quarterbacks over the course of time, and Bruce has got what a wonderful resume, is, hey, listen, you don't have to win this game for us, kid, but don't be the reason why we lose. And if you go back, Jameis has got a ton of talent, but 30 interceptions, six or seven fumbles, and you could see some of this. I mean, you, I'm not suggesting that I'm a football prophet, but when he came out of Florida State, some of the same decisions, the the the, the decision making on the field. I won't even, you know, won't talk about the off the field stuff, but the on the field decisions were questionable at times. And there was a high number of interceptions even at Florida State. And you know, it, it's not a huge surprise that some of those issues have manifested themselves here at the NFL level. Great to talk to you, Tom. Tell Sylvie we said hello. We appreciate your time as always. You got it. Thank you, Dan. Be well. That's Tom Waddle, the uh, former Bear, co-host of uh, Waddle and Sylvie, Afternoon Drive in uh, ESPN 1000 in Chicago. I was curious about win totals here with what happened this past week. The Buccaneers went from 8.5 to 9.5 wins. The Patriots, the Patriots were at 9. Now they're at 8.5 after Brady announced that he was leaving. I thought I thought Brady's I thought that maybe Tampa would well you're trying to get action here. Um I I would take the Buccaneers. I would take uh, the the over with nine and a half. The Patriots, could you see the Patriots going nine and seven, eight and eight? Because Buffalo's all in. Like Buffalo thinks, all right, we've waited, we've waited. 20 years, and now we're ready. And now you got to go after the AFC East. And you bring in Stefan Diggs, uh, Josh Norman, Buffalo is all in. But you have three quarterbacks. When you start to think about this, Josh Allen, to me, is in a pivotal year. Baker Mayfield is in a pivotal year. Because the Cleveland Browns will make the playoffs this year. Everything is there. They got a really good tight end. They, like, there's no more excuses with this. Like, there's no Fredo Kitchens here. 
they they will make the playoffs. And if they don't, then Cleveland will probably start looking for another quarterback. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, we know that he's on the way out in Chicago. And, and, you know, unless something happens with Nick Foles where he gets a chance to come back and play, uh, but I, I don't see Mitchell Trubisky. I thought this was going to be his last year in Chicago. Now with Nick Foles, you don't bring in a guy who you pay him that much and you're giving up a draft pick to have him back up Mitchell Trubisky. You know, that Bears job is open. And uh, it looks like Nick Foles will if, – if I'm Nagy and I'm trying to hold on to my job, i got to get somebody who's going to help me win games or not lose games. Uh, you know, that's the same thing with Tampa. You know, Bruce Arians didn't come back to have this. Like, he came back. He, he wanted to coach. He enjoyed it. Didn't want to continue broadcasting. You don't want to come back and all of a sudden you're going, wait a minute, what the hell's going on out here? Brady hasn't thrown 30 interceptions in, what, four years? A total. And Jameis threw that last year. Just, you know, sheer numbers there. Tampa will be better because they lost games because of Jameis Winston. All right, some phone calls coming up. Uh, let me see. Tyler in Michigan joins us. Tyler, what do you have for me today? Hey, Dan. Uh, six plus 250. <laughs> What's the name of the uh, dog? Uh, Swift, actually, after Taylor Swift. I was 16. <laughs> you you named your dog after Taylor Swift? <laughs> I did. She's, she's now 11 years old. Oh, that's good. All right, Swifty, keep quiet now. <laughs> All right. Okay. So as a long-time, oh, as a long-time Bears fan, I'm skeptical. Are we going to get Big Richard or Little Nicky? Uh... I, I, I'm going to guess Foles is going to be your guy. I, I'm going to guess. Uh, thanks for thanks for calling. Yes, Paul. Dan, based on Nick Foles' career history, he's due for a big year. 2013, 27 touchdowns, two picks. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Super Bowl MVP, nothing, nothing. Mm. And now he's with the Bears. He's got the weirdest career in sports history. Do you think his is stranger than Kurt Warner's? It, it's getting there because Kurt Warner was a league MVP. I know, and then he, he lost his job to Eli, and we forgot all about him. And then all of a sudden he went to Arizona. If Nick Foles has a last act, and he's only 30, I think he turns 31 in a couple months. Yeah, he's, he just turned 31, Nick Foles. Man. <laughs> but I, that's such a hefty price to bring in. I mean, that, that was such a bad contract. When Jacksonville, because Jacksonville made a mistake on Blake Bortles, and then you bring in Nick Foles, but you draft Gardner Minshew. So I got to give you credit for drafting Gardner Minshew, but I got to give you a whole lot of blame for all. I mean, they made so many poor decisions in Jacksonville. And they were so What were they up 10 points on the Patriots in the AFC title game? And they fell apart and then continue to fall apart. And now, so it's Gardner Minshew, Leonard Fournette, and now you're on a rebuild. Now, that's a team I wonder. You're not tanking. What about Jacksonville for Trevor Lawrence? Not that that would make Trevor excited, but, uh, you know, we, somebody is going to be the worst team in football, and there has, there has to be somebody who's the worst team. You know, the Bengals, they might be. The Redskins might be. Jacksonville might be. And there'll be a team where you go, boy, they're worse than I thought. There's always 
two or three teams better than what you think and two or three teams who are worse than what we think. Uh, remember the Raiders? We thought, God, the Raiders are going to be horrible. And then as, as the season moved on, when I declared the Raiders might make the playoffs, and I think they lost their next three games. But, you know, the Raiders are going to be on the cusp here as well of being a, a good team, playoff team. More phone calls coming up. Some people want to talk about uh, college basketball today. This would have been uh, opening round uh, with March Badness. We'll take a break. We will update our poll results. we got a play of the day coming up right after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Once again, it's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. GEICO.com. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Oh, my God. The play of the day. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Jordan still looking for his first field goal. It's the first time the Chicago Bulls just went flat out isolation for Michael. Reggie Miller, knowing that Jordan has been struggling from the field, did the wise thing and got off him because he knew Michael was thinking possible drive here, gave him the jumper, and Michael finally nails one. Courtesy of NBC, Chicago native Kanye West with the song Homecoming. Michael Jordan comes back. That was 25 years ago. He scored 19, 7 of 28 from the floor. Wait, Michael had a bad game in his career? Pacers go on to win it 103-96. Don't know if the numbers are accurate, but that might have been the most watched NBA regular season game up to that point. 25 million people watched that game on NBC back then. Play of the day brought to you by Tacovas. Those boots are handmade, full-grain leathers by world-class bootmakers. Tacovas cuts out the middleman. Sells directly to you at amazing prices. Shipping, returns, exchanges, free and easy. Visit Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash D-P. Tacovas, Western Goods for New Frontiers. Cal in California joining us. Hey, Cal. Yes, sir. What do you have for me? Cal, 23562. All right. All right. Hey, listen, um, yeah, I got an idea about the NBA playoffs. I'd like you guys to kind of kick around a little bit. Um, being that we missed the March Madness, you know, the insanity, and the NBA is who knows what we're going to get. But how about doing, um, you know, when, when they come back, maybe doing like a double elimination tournament, you know, one-on-one, not single elimination. If you lose, you go to the loser bracket. But that might get some of the excitement of the March Madness back and just, you know, kind of kick it around, throw something different at us and see – uh, you know, what kind of viewership you got. I think yeah, you a lot well, you're going to get viewership anyway, Cal. Thanks for the phone call because you're going to have basketball back. But we'll talk to Chris Mannix. He covers the sport for Sports Illustrated. And uh, the commissioner had some ideas yesterday. 
Once again, what I was told that was being at least explored or discussed, this isn't final, it was just discussed, and that is, could you do the first round best of three, second round best of five, and then you do best of seven after that? You get that, those first round, second round, that's pretty intense. The best of three, you're going to get people's attention there because you might get some uh, upsets there. But I still believe the NBA is going to have playoffs this year, but... You know, right now, where we are, when that could happen, uh, when do we start basketball again? Without sounding insensitive, but, you know, this is our job in the world of sports to try to discuss these things, handicap these things. And the commissioner is exploring a lot of different things. And he's got time to do that. Um, he's got <laughs> – that's all he has is time right now. But once, you know, they get cleared and they're able to play – are you going to have a five-game regular season, and then you're going to start the playoffs? Are you going to start the playoffs right away? Uh, so a few things to discuss with Chris Mannix coming up. Uh, poll update there, McLovin. Are you with us? I think so. 68% would rather watch the first four days of the tournament than the Super Bowl. Okay. You know, that's recency bias and the fact that we don't have any basketball uh, this year, March Madness. And I, and I was thinking about that with, you know, some of these schools that had a, a great opportunity, like Dayton. Dayton's not a perennial power, but Dayton was going to be a number one seed. And you had Obi Toppin, who you could make a case of the best player in basketball this year. San Diego State would have been a good story there. Yes, Tom? Yeah, the East Tennessee State Rutgers. There's a lot of teams in there that could have made things very interesting. Yeah. Uh, and, and this, we say it every year, boy, this is it's going to be wide open this year. This really, this truly would have been wide open. Although, you know, Bill Self in Kansas probably say, yeah, it would have been wide open as to who would play us for the national title. Uh, Leo in Kentucky joins us. Hey, Leo, what's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. Five uh, nine, a wiry one fifty five. Mm -hmm. um, and by the way, I'm calling from your old stomping grounds, Richmond, Kentucky. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I just in uh, a quick. Quick comment. Don't apologize. You guys are offering a distraction that we all need from something we all love and miss. So, you know, please keep up the good work. Right. Um, Thank you. One of the one of the things I want to add, uh, one of the best college games of all time, and I liked where you were going. Get away from the tournament a little bit. In 2013, U of L and Notre Dame went five uh, overtimes um, in a Saturday night game. I think it was the maybe the, the you know college game day game. Um, you know, Patino, uh, it, it was just insane. I think it went into midnight. It was 104 to 101, Notre Dame won. Um, I was going crazy. I remember looking at my son at the time around midnight. I said, I can't take this anymore. I'm going to turn the TV <laughs> off. It was just, I was ready to throw up. Um, my daughter was trying to sleep. It was past her bedtime, and she was getting angry at me because I was screaming. But uh, both teams had like 54 rebounds each. Um, just, just an incredible game. Yeah, there, there have been quite a few great regular season games. Uh, thank you, Leo. But we were looking at the tournament. I we were talking about the. Mo I think the Kentucky Duke game with Leitner, that's the that's the greatest college basketball game that I've ever seen. Uh, I think the most powerful game, the most important game ever played. You go back to UCLA and Houston, and that was in the Astrodome, 1968, I believe, with uh, Lou Alcindor and Elvin Hayes, because that was. In prime time, you know, college basketball in prime time, and you were playing in the Astrodome, and Lou Alcindor had a scratched cornea. He had a patch over one of his eyes, and he didn't play well. And Elvin Hayes was unbelievable. 
I think Elvin may have gone for 44 in that game. But you had Guy Lewis, who could never win the big one, going against John Wooden. And it, it was a strange, sterile atmosphere there because you had a basketball court in the Astrodome, and the fans were so far removed from the court. And also depth perception of shooting you know, hoops in an in a arena like that, a stadium like that. You normally didn't have that. You know, we didn't have March Madness played in front of these big build, you know, in these big buildings that that would house a football uh, team, you know, football stadium. But uh, that was an important game. But I, I think the greatest game ever played was Duke against Kentucky. All right, we'll take a break. Chris Mannix will join us on loan from Sports Illustrated. We'll talk about what are the options for the NBA in coming back. Also, more of your phone calls. Got our poll question. First four days of the tournament or the Super Bowl. You can only watch one. One hour in the books. Two more to go here on the Dan Patrick Show. Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify. And it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcast. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right. No credit card necessary. And simply search for our shows to start listening. 